Hi, I'm Cheryl and Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horse. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. Do you enjoy listening to Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the podcast? Have you picked up our book yet? Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. That has over 100 cast and crew who have contributed to this book. And it's, I think people really love it. I mean, we also have community commentary where a lot of the community have participated in this. It's just a great book. We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaskin. Beside me is Ben Durant. Ben. Hey, Brian. How are you? I am doing um, amazing because uh, Twin Peaks has become, it's become better and better. Oh, with yeah. Each episode in this episode did not fail me. And this is the third one in a row where I really feel. It's got its groove back. It's got its groove back. <laughs> Cooper's got, he's back in black, like we uh, announced yeah. last week, and it's just been so enjoyable. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot, and this episode was uh, very entertaining, but it, it's it's almost the us. Uh, it's like, uh, I call this the, the setup episode, because mm. you got three left, and this is like a very important episode to me where we're setting everything in motion yeah. for what's going to happen in the next three episodes. So I'm very excited. I actually, I'm. I wish I could just jump ahead and watch them. It's killing me <laughs> that I can't. You you want to binge? You really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has trained me to binge, and I can't do this. So Aww. it's killing me, Ben. We gotta get. We gotta get to it. A few more weeks. You can make it like a month more to go. You I, can do I it. I know. I know. I can do it. All right. So this is episode 26, and it's written by Mark Frost and Harley Payton. That's why I think it's so good. I don't can't remember when the last time Mark Frost actually had his name on it. It's been a while oh, wow. to have his name on it with Harley. That's cool. It's directed by Jonathan Sanger. Aired April 11th, 1991. The rating was a 5.7 and it was an 82th place. So it's the the ratings still aren't that good. <laughs> well, too, yeah. were they ever that good? They were in the <laughs> they were in the pilot. The pilot was amazing, and I then know. I think after the pilot, you know, it went down. But you know, <laughs> what are ratings what are nowadays? Ratings? Yeah. Nobody cares about ratings. So, oh, you want me to get the video going? I do. So we know what right. so we know what we're watching here. But uh, yes, did you recognize? Oh, well, we start off with uh, they're back in the owl cave. Yes, and Cooper and the and the police and force. This proves my theory from last week. There were no spelunking. They walked in. Only Andy spelunked. Oh, come on. They all walked in, and Andy's the only one. It, it, you, you just didn't realize that they had to go around a corner, but <laughs> yeah. around that corner was their ropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does look like they just walked in. They though, just yeah. walked in. Andy's the only one with rope, just in case. Yeah. Um, but I like how there's writings on the wall, which Wyndham Earl has, has unleashed. I guess he is unlocked. Right. It ended that last episode ended with him turning that um that pole thing. Yeah. And, and and once he turned it, everything shook and and, it, and now we see that there's a drawing here. It's funny in in the script, the behind the scenes, um, 
for whatever reason in the script, the, uh, it, it appears that Earl tampered with it. Like, I don't know if he was trying to throw them off and he started adding stuff to the... Oh, to the, really? I mean, I think that would complicate things more. But, like, I guess he, yeah, he just kind of messed around with with the drawing. And Cooper's, like, telling, uh, uh, no, um, Andy, who has to, you know, draw this, hey, uh, make sure you, you you know, you know, reference which parts look like Earl had tampered with it. I think that he, there's no need for that. But it was interesting. And that doesn't come into play, right? It doesn't come into play. So okay, there was good. no reason for that. I, I, Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't do that in the show. That would have muddled it up. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. That it's, it's, I think they kind of hit hit upon that with the whole letter, with the handwriting analysis, with uh, later later on with Leo's right. letter. Yeah, they know. I mean, they they realize that uh, seeing the footprints here that Hawk found that Earl has been here. So mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah. What else do I want to say? Uh, why don't we bring up some audio? Yeah, this is some good stuff about the lodge. Called the White Lodge. Gentle fawns gambled there amidst happy, laughing spirits. The sounds of innocence and joy filled the air. And when it rained, it rained sweet nectar that infused one's heart with a desire to live life in truth and beauty. Generally speaking, a ghastly place, reeking of virtue's sour smell. Engorged with the whispered prayers of kneeling mothers, mewling newborns, and fools, young and old, compelled to do good without reason. <laughs> but I am happy to point out that our story does not end in this wretched place of saccharine excess. For there's another place, its opposite. A place of almost unimaginable power, chock full of dark forces and vicious secrets. No prayers dare enter this frightful maw. Spirits there care not for good deeds or priestly invocations. Theirs like to rip the flesh from your bone as greet you with a happy good day. And if harnessed, these spirits in this hidden land of unmuffled screams and broken hearts would offer up a power so vast that its bearer might reorder the earth itself to his liking. This place I speak of is known as the Black Lodge, and I intend to find it. Hey, man, the story's cool, but you promised me beer. And that I I recognize that face right away. Uh, the um, the metal guy is Ted Ramy. Yeah, isn't that Sam crazy? Ramy's brother? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and he you know he used to be in a lot of stuff like just like second you know yeah. uh, cameos, but nobody knew who right. he was. And I'm like, Xena Warrior Princess. I think she he had yeah. a regular appearance. I did not watch that show. I watched Xena. <laughs> okay, I watched Xena. Um, and well, Sam Ramy produced that along with Hercules. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce Campbell would be on there. I'm a That's huge right. Bruce Campbell fan. And I actually met Ted Ramey at a Monster Mania in Maryland um, years ago, oh, right yeah? before the new Spider-Man came out with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And everybody was just kind of poo-pooing it, and I met him, and I said I, I said to him, it's kind of embarrassing. I was just like, I'm. it's... I'm so sad that, you know, Sam's not doing Spider-Man anymore, and um, what do you think? And I asked him what he thought about the new Spider-Man, right. and he goes, oh, I- I've seen stuff. I think it's going to be good. And 
you know, that was my conversation with him. Like, I didn't know what to say. I was right. kind of, you know, he's not a big star, but I was starstruck That's awesome. when I met him. Like, That's really I, cool. I, I like him. I like his brother, and I like Bruce Campbell. So I was kind of like, you, you know them. So, you know, through you, <laughs> I met them. You know, I was so like... It was so weird meeting him, but he's a nice guy. But awesome. yeah, it was so cool. I recognize right away. Oh yeah, I mean he's got the fa- his voice, his face. You yeah, he's got the goofy yeah, face. The- yeah. So Wyndham Earl is talking about the White Lodge, which he kind of makes fun of and is think is pretty silly. And then he talks about the Black Lodge, and this is the first time we know that realize that he knows anything about it. Like yeah, we knew, how does he know it? I, right. We knew that he he he. We found out that he had some interest in the the the, the blue book. Oh yeah, the blue yeah blue, the bro- blue book book project. Yeah. That um that um Major Briggs was working on. We found out I think the last episode that he had some involvement. But this is the first time we all oh, wait a minute. He also knows about these lodges and he intends to find it. The Black now, Lodge. Is the Lodge a state of mind? Because I was thinking about um, Van Horn. Mm. How, granted, last episode I said I think he's up to something. But this episode he does say it's hard. It's so easy to be evil. Mm. Um, We'll get to that scene. He said something like that. I can't quite remember the exact quote. But he, he is all of a sudden... Good, like he wants to do good, right? And I know there might be an intention to it, but overall, it's those carrots he's eating, I think. Yeah, it's all the vegetables <laughs> and the milk. In the milk, but if you notice, his character went from smoking cigars to drinking booze, eating vegetables, drinking milk, and right. he's trying to save an animal. Yeah, and, so, he, and, and right, and he and he had said to um, Wheeler there about how about, he asked him in the previous episode about how do you be good, and he yeah, and so he's he's definitely been going in that direction. It appears. Yeah, and then you have Wyndham Merle mention. Like doing good for no reason yeah. is the White Lodge, yeah. and that may, that makes me think of Ben Horn. So is a lodge a state of mind? Right. I mean, I sometimes think yeah, of it, is is it like heaven and hell, and like and even in heaven and hell, is heaven and hell a real place? Or it, you know, some people say that it's still a, like a state of mind, and, yeah. and how yeah. you treat and how you act. Yeah, yeah. So, but and Bob, does he come from what you know evil men do? Come from the Black Lodge, right? And how would he, Wyndham Earl, know about the White Lodge, but he's kind of an evil guy. Right. But he, like, it's almost like, you know how, like, the, the story about, you know, the devil fell from heaven? Mm, sure. And would Wyndham Earl have been in there, and then he has fallen from there to the Black Lodge? Right. In some way, it is right, right? I mean, because Wyndham Earl was a great, a good agent. Yeah, he was a yeah. mentor to Cooper, and he seemed like a great man. And, right, he's kind of fallen from grace. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or he, it, sometimes it's it's all about power. Like, I think that's wh- where he's coming from now. It's he's all like, about he thinks, ultimate power. He thinks there's more power in... And I think that's what... I don't know we would say Lucifer or the or the the archangel, uh, you know, yep. Satan there that would be like... It, he'd be more powerful not to be in heaven to do his own thing. Yeah, and, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So it's like uh, he is... He is the opposite of Cooper, where Cooper strives to be the good. Yeah, this guy is striving to be as evil as he can. Right. And he mocks being good. It's like, yeah. why would you? Why would you want to be? in and he's saying that like the the White Lodge. Why would you want to be in this place? Why would you want to do good things when you could be evil, evil. and powerful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, layers there. Totally. And um, so you know, I can mention here. I don't think I've mentioned before about how Wyndham Earl. The actor Kenneth Walsh um, actually knew Bob Angles, who is the, one of the producers on the on the second season. And it was um, Bob Angles uh, approached uh, Kenneth Walsh and said, "Hey, you know, I, I have the perfect part for you." And it was this <laughs> this Wyndham Earl character. So it wow. was kind of made in some ways for him. Now he drew 
the uh, sketch from the uh, the cave on a computer. And I'm guessing it has to be an old Apple where you just yeah. drew on it. It, do, it does look like an Apple computer. Yep. Yeah, I can't tell if it's a photo or, I mean, it can't be a photo, but yeah, he must have, he must have drawn it. Or an Etch-a-Sketch or yeah, something. Why did he do it on a computer and not a piece okay. of paper? But he does, we, we figured out, he does have access to costumes in the internet of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the anecdote about uh, about um, Bob Engel's uh, approaching Kenneth Walsh for this part comes from Brad Duke's uh, Reflections book, and he also uh, the actor mentions that uh, he he had a part in in the disguises. Like he would suggest things. Like it's like it's like oh I'd, <laughs> I'd like to be a I'd like to appear as a fat biker. So like you know when when uh, when he's in the Double R Diner and yeah. hanging out with Cooper. So I think the actor had some input on the show. Like he would be able to say hey here's the disguises. I also think he he, he in real life he. Knew knew how to play a flute and i don't know if that was in the script or if he kind of said hey i can do this <laughs> <laughs> i want to incorporate my flute playing <laughs> yeah uh so yeah and then we and then we go right to the chessboard and it kind of says okay it looks like uh when earl's winning here he's he's a few steps ahead of cooper yeah um, and then uh, um what am I say? Martell here. Pete Martell is He's, is 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 working on a poem for Josie and stuff. Which yeah, and it's funny because yeah, it's a poem for Josie, but it's almost like his brain's fried because he can't he can't rhyme words anymore, and he has to go through every word to rhyme <laughs> oh. uh, with bloom. Yeah. Like walks through the room and stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's kind of it's kind of humorous. And then uh, Catherine yep. walks in with a box, which. This is from Eckerd. Remember that, that yeah. was like that was the something that was given. Yeah, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> and, you know, and he's just like, I don't know how to open it. This is like a puzzle box. It's gonna take years, years to figure yeah. out. And she just her character now is just obsessed. With, with, with what is in this box? And now, if, if if your if your enemy was giving you a gift, would you really want it? <laughs> I mean, like, the, like they're not friends. They're not like, happy birthday. It's like these these people were rivals. They were uh, enemies. And I, unless they they mending the fences, it's like, okay, we're done with Josie. We're going to, you know, we're going to make peace. And here's my peace offering from, Yeah, I don't know. It's What do you think of this box? Well, it could be secrets. It could be anything. Because that woman's... Uh, that woman, I don't know if she's dead. Yeah, Jones. No, Jones. We we didn't see her, but she went to jail, and yeah. and uh, yeah, I think Harry was gonna. She was gonna be processed. So she's, she's the one that gave him the box, right? So I mean, now she's just like curious. Could this open up something? Could it something yeah. valuable? And um, I told you in a script. In one of the scripts, it wasn't actually on the air that that Ecker told Jones to finish your job type of thing. So she, I think, her mission was two things: to give the box yeah. and to kill Harry. Yeah. And you're right. Why would you want to know what's in the box? But you know what? I would have just like been. I took a hammer to it, cracked it open. <laughs> what would it matter? Right, if yeah, you broke whatever was right. in it. Now Bobby and Shelly at the double R, and he's scheming some more. Yeah, convincing her that beautiful people don't have to pay for anything. Yep. And, and that if you're a blonde, you never go to the electric chair. Yes, you never go to the chair. I love his logic. <laughs> it's the logic of some people. Out today, uh, his logic is so crazy, but it's Bobby and he's scheming and get Shelly to get this so they get the money. Right. But it's like a grant for it's like a, a scholarship, not a grant, it's a scholarship. Well, I mean, so how would not, they do it? None the of money? other schemes ever turned out right. I mean, he thought he was gonna get the insurance money for Leo, yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't maybe he should just stick to hanging out around, around uh, Ben Horn there and doing and his clothes, do, yeah. Um, 
But I like she's trying to convince her, and I, she finally, like, she finally caves in. She finally is gonna do it, right? Because everybody's been telling her how pretty she is, right? The the biker Wyndham Earl there was it was, yeah. it was he's like, I think you're pretty, yeah, yeah. And but she's getting fed up with him. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then we get more of the mayor right. and um his fiance there. Yeah, I forget her name. <laughs> I want to say Lena. Yeah, and we haven't seen these two characters in a while, especially well, the mayor. It's good, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't need, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to see her kissing and yeah. But uh she's scheming. I mean, this is I think I feel like this is the first time we really see that she's a schemer. I mean, before you thought she flirted and she just had some aura around her that all men fell for her, but this yeah, is something yeah. where okay, she's clearly doing something dishonest and she wants to win the Miss Twin Peaks, Peaks contest. contest and she yeah. And you want to bring up some audio just for the heck of it? He's a judge. Yeah. Good. Well, I've been known to make a speech or two in my time. I'll coach you day and night. Oh, no, sweetheart. Baby, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, you're one of the judges. You can guarantee it. <laughs> but, but, uh, it would be wrong. One <laughs> darling. Darling, it would be love. It would be love. Yeah. She's scheming uh, too, and right, yeah. And, and he doesn't. I mean, he says it's wrong, but it doesn't seem like he's not gonna. I mean, it seems like he might still do this. Yeah, of course he will. And it seems like every female character will be joining in on the Twin Peaks. Miss yeah, and this is a, this is a big town event. I yes, mean. <laughs> huge, huge town event. Now Cooper uh, comes, walks in the double R, and and. Uh, gonna get breakfast. Yes, and, uh, I love the scene. It was so sweet. Aww, this is an adorable it is, scene. It is sweet. It is. Um, he wants a lot of stuff. A lot of. He's taking pastries. care of the whole. Yeah, he doesn't even work for the uh, the police station <laughs> anymore, and uh, he's kind of helping out and getting all the food for the the police officers. Yeah, and um, they make their little date. Yep, Annie. And he's like, oh, sure, I'd love to go on a yeah, <laughs> like n- nature walk, was it? Or what was it? It was some kind of a... Yeah, they're going to go on a boat. A boat, yeah. On a boat out in the lake. Um, But yeah, I like his... Uh, he's got weird feelings in his toes and his stomach. <laughs> he just says the weirdest things. Yes. and He's in love. But they're both like... See, this... They're both quirky, right? Yeah, I think this uh, relationship works more than if him and Audrey... No! Blasphemy! How dare you? Yeah, I don't no know. No way! Are you kidding? Yes! No! Aww. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Audrey and Wheeler, man. They go to well together. No, they don't. I, I have heard that uh, the actors didn't really care for each other, Wheeler and uh, you know, Audrey. Oh, uh, Billy they, Zane? Yeah. I mean, I think they both had, uh, you know, they wanted to do things their way, and they couldn't always agree Aww. on that stuff. So, but, uh, you, know, you know, they do a good job. They do good a jo- a yeah. good job on the show, and they do seem like they they have some chemistry on the show, but... I still would rather see Cooper and Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the season three we could. Yes. And it would work. Okay. For me, it doesn't work in this setting. So, so um, Shelly happens to say, uh, mention the poem. Out loud. Out loud. And Cooper yeah. hears it. And he, and then he finds out, like, wait a minute. What's going on? I, I know that poem. Yeah. And he asks Shelly for the piece that she got. And, and he, you know, he's now he's now in uh, policeman mode there, yeah. FBI mode. And he, he forgets about Annie. <laughs> For a second there. I know. And he's got to put the pieces together. And now right. I have a question about the show. Audrey is in Seattle. Now, does Audrey and Cooper share any screen time? The last time they were actually shared screen time is when he rescued her. Mm-hmm. 
And do they ever again share screen well, time? I mean, if you remember, they also did. Uh, we have uh, D- Denise Bryson. Uh, oh, you're right. That was the last time. I think that might have been when the Denise last walks time. in and, and introduces a kiss or something. Yeah, yeah. and I'm then that was the last time. Any other? I don't think so. Yeah, I think. I, he, I mean, we might see them together. I don't know. We're not going to see much more of them. I don't what know about gonna... Audrey? I mean, is she going to come back to the show? Is she gone you, to You're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, because I, it's so convenient. Yep, they, we wrote her off. The, wrote her off. No. no. Yeah, I think we'll probably see She'll her She'll be again. back. All right. I, I hope she up. wasn't wrote Not wrote off the show, but like she was doing something else. So they they said, okay. I don't know why they, she's not in this one episode, but she, I think she'll be back. All right. So uh, you want to bring up some audio here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope it's nothing more than a taunt, Harry. Oh, I missed it. But Earl takes right. perverse pride in his ability to insinuate himself into his... So what Cooper was saying was that uh, he actually sent that poem to Carolyn. Carolyn being Wyndham Earl's wife yeah. and... His, yeah, so his he loved his crush, her. He's yeah. crushed there. So it's interesting. So clearly this is Wyndham Earl is directing this at Cooper, saying, hey, this is your poem, and I'm going to use this against yeah. you. So yeah, and Hawk comes in and uh, brings all the pieces of the poem. And he notices the... Penmanship. Yes, right Leo away. Johnson's arrest report. Bring it. But when he puts them together, to me, they look nothing alike. But <laughs> <laughs> this squiggly line and this, squiggly, uh, yeah, they look kind of different to me. But Cooper, you know, it's old school Cooper. Mm. Remember in the beginning of the show, he would get things right away. Right. It's intuition. Back to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's his feelings right. are more. Why don't we? Well, maybe we can bring up some more audio. We got Major yeah. Briggs here. Major, we need your help. But I am unable to accurately describe for you how or why. Go on. The Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department is currently involved in several disparate investigations. The disappearance of known felon Leo Johnson, the appearance of my former partner and suspected murderer Wyndham Earl, and the discovery of petroglyphs of an unknown origin in a place called Owl Cave. Now it would seem logic would dictate that these investigations be considered separate entities. However, I believe otherwise. I believe that these mysteries are not separate entities, but are in fact complementary verses of the same song. Now, I cannot hear it yet, but I can feel it. And that is enough for me to proceed. How exactly may I help? I need to know everything that there is to know about Wyndham Earl's work with Project Blue Book. And the blue book. The blue book. So, I mean, it goes on that Major Briggs is like, is this going to help your investigation? Will it save lives? And yeah. It will. And that, and that's, I think he's willing to help and stuff. So this is, you know, we're hopefully going to get some more information on the backstory of, of Wyndham Earl and what he, know, what he knows. Even In though the they're, they're book, yeah. yeah. Even though they're a few steps behind Wyndham Earl right now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think it comes up, but, you know, the bonsai... Oh, no, I guess we're in a different room. We're in the, uh, the conference room. I was going to say that bo- bonsai tree there, Wyndham Earl could still be listening on everything he's doing. Yeah, the bonsai tree, I think, is in one of their offices. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's in Harry's office. Harry's office. Yeah. So, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, we're going to, uh, I think we're, we're leading to some more backstory on Wyndham Earl, but. Oh. What do you make of this? What do you make of a. Well, two things do you make of. First, what do you make of. Um, of this drawing that on the cave, like what is that? What is all that it's, about? I don't know. A map or uh, symbols that mean something in the town. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, like if oh, I don't know. Let me see if I can. Like we can decipher like something on it. Um, like we have a picture of 
a tall person and a short person. Yeah. Could that be the giant? And could that be the um, the man from another place? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's possible. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Right. Um, it's funny how they look. It almost looks like aliens or something. They have yeah. like these um, lines, but and they have books or like, like, like it looks like shutters or something huh. in them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or robes. They robes could be robes right. on them. And then you have like, uh, either hilltops with circles on them or people, hmm. but they have lines coming from them. So that, it's really hard to make out what. That yeah, means. yeah. You have a mountain with a circle. A, a portal, a dimension portal. A hmm. couple. You now those two mountains representing the Twin Peaks. There's two mountains with yeah. portals. Yeah. Um. Then you have the fire. Right. Now, last time we hear about this fire walk with me. Right. With a circle with the with the symbol. Yeah, the owl symbol. The owl symbol yeah. in it. And then, you know, you have lines. Your typical in like maybe Native American kind of symbols, hmm. or just lines right. and stuff. And, and, and I, if yeah. you oh, here's Twin Peaks right here too. There's two. Oh yeah, I mean I bet there's mountains all over. But yeah, yeah. so it's just like I don't know. What do you think, Ben? What, what am I missing? You, no, I anything? mean I just wanted to hear what you had to say about do it. Do they I, explain I, any of this? Yeah, they'll get to it. They'll explain more about it. But I was just curious, just from uh, viewing it from the first time, what, what you thought of this. Of I was almost said. thinking if this was transparent and you put it over the map of Twin Peaks, oh, yeah. would it match? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Somehow, somehow. Right. Um, but yeah, and then it shows this cloak figure right. transparently walking into the fire. With yeah. The whole firewalk. Because firewalk with me, we've heard in the beginning of the show, but we never really, they haven't brought it up since. No, and they really have it. Very few, t- only a few times do we hear them. <clears throat> I think, you know, Mike Gerard, uh, the man with one arm there, has brought it up a couple times. And yeah. then, he, and, and so this actually, this cloak thing comes up from Major Briggs, where he says, "I've dreamt it or seen it somewhere." Mm. So, so Major Briggs has had a dream about this image, image of the uh, from the owl, owl cave, yeah. which is fascinating. I mean, we always have we we should really think of we should we we should pay strict attention to dreams because dreams in Twin Peaks seem to have a meaning. I mean, yeah. uh, Sarah Palmer's had dreams, Cooper's had dreams. There's definitely a bunch of people who have had dreams. Even Major Briggs has had dreams about his son's future. I mean, I feel like they're important enough that we should pay oh, some strict yeah. attention. And then I'm trying to figure out. Is his dream like so? When we see this cloak figure, is that Major Briggs's dream, or is that something just for the viewer? Like, you know, what I mean, like, it's always hard to tell when somebody says something and we see it. Is that are we to take it as yeah. that is that is Major Briggs's dream, or feel, is that just for the viewers? I think this is a for the viewers' interpretation of what he's seen. Yeah. I don't think he's seeing it right there. I think it's telling us what he's seen. It kind of walks in very Hitchcockian, hmm. you know? And it Good could evening. Be, yeah, it could be Homer Simpson as a stonecutter from The Simpsons. <laughs> and then it, it goes into an, an owl, owl in space. And, and fire. fire. Right. Just the symbol, fire, and, then, and the right. owl symbol, right? Yeah, 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 right. So they, they show an actual physical owl, and they show fire, and then the, it, it dissolves yeah. into the fire drawing yeah. and owl. The, yeah, uh, so it's in, like in the, they're telling the us... This is what it means, the fire and the owl, you know? Yeah. So I don't... I I don't know. I don't know if we ever really get a a, a clear explanation of this hooded figure. And so this is one of those things... I try to figure out there was kind of a hooded figure when Major Briggs disappeared, I feel like. You know, there was that light, Mm -hmm. the the, the white light, and I think there was a hooded figure or a big figure that was in the distance, I think. Maybe this figure is the one that takes him. 
Maybe, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. If, to be honest with you, we're going to get through the rest of this season, <laughs> and I don't think we're going to say, hey, I know what that figure was. And it would be cool if they revisit this when the new series comes back, but yeah. it's not clear. And I think it would be fun maybe after the series we can talk more about it and say, okay, they brought this up, they brought this up. Could this could this be where they were going with it? Yeah, it's yeah. just an interesting visual, too. Yeah. And um, Hawk comes in with the Leo's arrest uh, report. And Cooper gets right away, looks yep. at it, and goes, "It's Leo. It's Leo. New shoes. <laughs> <laughs> New shoes. New shoes. That's awesome." Um, but he does look at it real quick, and I'm like, "I like really." But yeah. he's he wrote in cursive, and then he writes like a fifth grader, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, it's Leo. That's yeah, his. He's that good. He's, he's that, that good. good. Yeah. How the heck?" The it, poem sent by Wyndham Earl was transcribed by Leo, <laughs> Leo Johnson. Johnson. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. I think there was some deleted script, too, about, like, uh, connecting them a little better. But I don't, I don't think it was necessary. I, we all know as the viewer yeah. that Leo's already working for Wyndham Earl, or he's captured. So this is the scene where Ben Horn talks about being good after Dick, Dick. is asking about um will you cover my medical bill, bills yeah. and then will you cover my stay and then he goes he's like uh, and dick's just like wow talk to my lawyer like oh ben I mean, yeah. ben or uh, yeah. oh no no i know what you're saying right uh, yeah yeah richard tremaine tremaine that's right men's fashion so i think he says me, um, how is your yeah he's talking about his nose but he says like, i'll talk yeah i'll Talked to my lawyer and Ben mocks him a little bit. Hmm. I mean, he knows that, that he's kind of. I, I think he feels Dick is taking advantage of him. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, and the old Ben would have just like stomped him. You know, like, yeah. He would have been like, my lawyers will. will <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, workers' compensation. Um, here, bring it up. Easily done. Capital, Mister Horn. I'll alert my attorney. <laughs> I would alert my attorney. Hmm. Sometimes the urge to do bad is nearly overpowering. So it's like, yeah, it's like he took on over this new leaf after coming out of that uh, weird um, midlife crisis he had a couple <laughs> right, episodes ago. Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting how they... It's a, a kind of a theme, a running theme. Right. And you know what? I didn't realize this, but that theme um, comes up again in this next scene. You have Wyndham Merle, you have Ted Ramey inside a, a paper mache. They're making a paper mache pawn yes, figure. Yes, chess piece there, yeah. Chess piece. And Wyndham Merle, you know, he sits down and he has like a crossbow and he's telling Leo, go get my arrow mm. and leo has a moment of compassion where he's he's over he's overpowered even by his fear like i'm not gonna kill someone like, right. i'm not gonna give you this and, and he's the same him. person who does kill w w waldo and he is i mean leo is not you know a great person <laughs> at least he wasn't in the past yeah, but, but at the same time he yeah. thinks this is just wrong this, this is wrong. an innocent person and yeah, and it's another, like, this overpowering evil to do good. Yeah. And I also feel like Leo realizes that um, this could be my wife. Because he still right. saw that picture of Shelly. Oh, yeah, right. And that really made him think, I think, and he's like, what is going on here? 
And I, at this point, I was like, yeah, Leo's coming back to his senses. And then um, he shocks him. <laughs> he and shocked was like, his ah. neck collar there. Yeah, he shocked yeah. is- But I lo- what I love is that, uh, so his name is uh, Rusty, is, yeah. the, is the guy. He's kind of like, hey, you're basically spilling my beer. beer yeah. Le- Leo's got the beer. And he's like, uh, fetch my arrow. No, this is the other thing. It's a shot collar, not a, not like mind. It doesn't, cha- it doesn't like brainwash him. Right. But I know the fear of being shocked again. Yes. And I was like, is he really going to kill him? Like, I didn't expect him to kill him. But oh, yeah. He does. He does. But he shoots him at a weird place and it just shows, um, Ted Ramey there with blood coming out of his mouth, making his goofy dead face. Yes. I love it. Maybe we should bring out some audio again, or I yeah. think he's about to do a monologue that's pretty cool. Yeah. You still? No, but, but what the hell are you doing? <laughs> think of all the hapless sinners wondering where their soul's destination lies. For what? To gain the answer to a simple question. Where will my spirit awake? What life am I given after this life? <laughs> This grave question has plagued man's sorry conscience for eons. And <laughs> now, you, you lucky boy, you have the answer. Now. <laughs> and he, like, shot him in the abdomen or, just, like, his stomach or somewhere. Right. And he was just like, eh, dead. <laughs> Goofy face. And I think they did shoot it through. They actually did shoot it through there, and it was protected enough. But I don't know if he was actually. I, he wouldn't need to be in it the way that it was shot. You don't, he doesn't even need to be in there. But yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. hearing that they did actually shoot it, and it, because of uh, with all the paper machete, machete. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it wouldn't go through all the way. <laughs> so I want to say something. Uh, this is a. Um, the guys who did uh, wrapped in plastic. They also did another magazine. Um, called Spectrum Tw- Spectrum, and in Spectrum issue twelve, they interviewed uh, Ted Ramey. Oh, nice! And this is what he has to say. I don't know if this is, I don't know how accurate this is, but it's interesting just because this is what Ted this is what Ted had heard. He heard about the third season. This is, I like I said, I don't know if we believe this, but in the third season, yeah. he says um, his character basic would come back again. <laughs> After he was killed off, Wyndham Earl was going to reincarnate Rusty and bring him back to uh, – he says as a college student and he'd be like his uh, – he would do his bidding and stuff, like some kind of like zombie or something. I don't – it sounds way too over the top even for Twin Peaks. But he was saying that somehow Wyndham Earl would have brought him back and he would have – I yeah, I don't yeah, – no, I don't see it accurate. Happened. But that's what he had to say in Spectrum 12, issue 12. He could have just been like speculation or – because – he could have just been saying what he thought because I don't I don't see how the writers like we talked to Harley right Harley Payton and man. Harley said that they pitched a season three right but there but they it was didn't. really loose and even Mark Frost I saw the writing on the wall that he didn't think it was going to happen so yeah. they didn't spend that much time on it so he yeah. could have been just playing with them maybe yeah maybe he's just playing with or, it, the or what he would have saw his character do yeah 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 that's what he heard so <laughs> I like that that's pretty funny. Like zombie, uh, zombie rusty there. Yeah, I like how they're having this. Well, I realize this is a little meeting for the uh, pageant. Yes, it's being in the bar. Right at the at roadhouse. First, there. At first, I was like, are they having their town meeting at the roadhouse in the right. bar? But then I'm like, oh, they're having, they're interviewing all the contestants. Mm. And Ben Horn's 
saying this year's going to be different. It shouldn't just be about pretty women and bouncing bodies. It should be about <laughs> this should have Twin Peaks pride right. and give us support about and I think this is the 20th anniversary too. Yeah. So this is a, this is a, an important year for them. That, yeah. You know, it's not like your average year. It's the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he's and so he's he's gonna he's trying to push the whole save Ghostwood estate, yep. the Pine Weasel, to save that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a whole event. It's like the big E for them. Yes, yeah. at least yeah, it's a big thing. I'm trying to think. I mean, the town. Yeah, like there's special town events. This yeah. is probably their big one. And uh, I yeah. mean, you've already had the fashion show. They're gonna have a wine tasting. Right. They're having all these events around it. I don't think this ruins this to share, but you know, we, we know that every day. I mean, I should. I probably should look this up again when we get to the last episode. But I believe. Oh, I won't even say. It. I, I'm just realizing that I'm spoiling things. <laughs> well, you mind. told me every. It takes place right. like every. I think day. okay. I don't think it's a big spoiler, but because I, I already said, I think the pageant takes place on Easter, <laughs> really? which is an accident. I don't know if it's an accident or not, but it's like I, I think if you did the math in 1989 is when the t- the, the takes place, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what if it's March. 29. I I don't know, but if you look at the right dates, supposedly it's the same day as Easter. I'll, I'll double check on the last episode yeah, that we did this, but it, you know, Twin Peaks is crazy. Maybe they actually do it, have it on Easter, but yeah, who knows, yeah. right? But yeah, so I mean, so Ben is pitching this, and I, when he does leave, I think they think that's that's a pretty good idea. The funny thing yeah. is, it's only a few days before the, the the pageant. It's like they're they're really waiting the last minute to put this thing together. Is, does a pageant happen on the last episode? Or Maybe. seconds to the last episode. You All right. Tell them. Yeah, I think, I mean, it happens around the last episode. So I guess. So you're it's like right. three episodes Actually, away. You're right. So I, yeah, it might be the, it might be the second to last so episode. So like three or four days away, and they're yeah. already trying to get to That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe two days before the pageant, and they're like, I think we should make this theme, and oh, we should interview people. It's like, why didn't you do that a week ago? But yeah. I mean, at the same time, this is TV. It would have taken, it would have taken, it would have had to happen the first season just to get to, you know, exactly. Because if you're. So, yeah. yeah. And then Ben runs into uh, Bobby and Shelly and Donna. And Donna's da- crying. Donna does not like Ben Horn. She's uh, still wondering what's up with her and her mom. And we don't find out this episode. I no, mean, we don't we have don't. to go into it, but we don't find out. She does question her parents at dinner time, mm. And her dad is covering it up. I can tell. Some fun, fundraising and stuff. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some fundraisers with flowers and roses right. and... And back at, at back at the roadhouse, there the mayor is getting his fiance Lena there to come and get interviewed. Collusion. <laughs> they're yeah. kissing and, and, and things. It's like, ah, oh, this is going to be a fair. Yeah, there yeah. are. And then uh, Shelly, you know, she's she Bobby's no help. I'll write your speech. Like, how does that help her in any right. way? Like, he thinks I think she can write her own speech. Yeah. <laughs> now this is a very funny moment. Uh, Mike and. Um, Nadine. Nadine, yeah. Nadine show up. Yes. And Bobby, Mike in his suit. Yeah, Bobby's just like, what? Mike, what are you doing right. with an they, older And they woman? kind of say how they haven't hung out in a while, and he's like really confused. And Mike's like, it's not like, it's not what you think. And he goes, tell me what you don't <laughs> think. What, what do you mean? I don't know what you think. And they, they go back and forth, and he's just like, uh, older woman with super strength. And then he whispers something in his ear, and then Bobby like freaks out. Right. I don't even want to guess. Some induendos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. More induendos. (laughs) And Bobby's just like, you could tell he's jealous. Um, Oh, it's so funny. It's nice to see him together. It's been a long time since they've kind of hung out. I almost feel like the last time we saw them was when they were in jail. Right. I know. (laughs) Together, right? It's been a long time. It's too bad because I mean I think they're 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 good characters to have together and I I kind of miss the old bad boys that they were troublemakers and uh, yeah. now they're all grown up. 
trying to work and fool so, around with older women. And the running theme of this show sometimes is younger people with older people. I guess so, especially yeah, both sides, both sides, right? Yeah, yeah the mayor and uh, Cooper Bob, and Audrey, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even um, Annie's kind of young. Yeah, she, she really is young. I mean, she. I feel like early twenties, maybe. Yeah, and maybe right. Cooper's. Late 20s. I think I've shared with you before. I think the actress was younger than uh, Sherilyn Fenn there. Wow. So, I yeah. mean, it's kind of funny. And, oh, I, and I, you know, we already went to that scene, but it was still interesting to have uh, Wyndham Earl talk about, you're so lucky, Rusty, because you get to find out what happens after death. And it's it's an interesting oh, monologue. Oh, yeah, that one little thing. One yeah. little thing, like, like you know. The unknown. I mean, that maybe that's the greatest mystery of life is to figure out what, what happens to our soul once we die. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, you can tell he's like experimenting with people, like yes, torturing them, and he's yeah. But he's, he's weird, got he's got some character. plan. He's got some something. We <laughs> don't know what, but something. <laughs> but now we know in this episode that he's uh that the uh, that he he's interested in the Black Lodge, like in some yeah. ways, he's interesting. And you kind of wonder: is this witchcraft? Or is this kind of, not witchcraft? But is this some kind of uh, Satan supernatural thing or right? something? Yeah. Right. And that's you know we're get- And he does kill someone. So is he? Is this power going to his head so he can go to the Black Lodge? Yeah, is that I don't what know. Ultimate his ultimate goal, right? So now Catherine, um, uh, uh, Sheriff Truman has come to see Catherine. And uh, they're talking about Josie. And I love how he's like, she was so pretty. It's like, get over being pretty. Like, did you like her as a human being? And did you I like Josie know. at all? I mean, it's always been like, oh, I miss taking advantage of her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I miss her. I miss having someone to <laughs> conoidal with. Oh. I mean, you're right. He never, his hands were all over her. All the time, she'd be in like suffering and in need, and he's like, oh, yeah, let's go make out. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right. I but never... then Catherine brings out the box, and it's interesting that she would share this with Truman that, like, okay, you know, I can't figure out how to open this box. Yeah. It's he... something that you, she usually keeps her secrets to herself, but she decided to share this with uh, Harry. And then. Um, Pete Martell comes Pete in. Pete walks in and he picks it up and he drops it. Yep. Cluts. As Pete would. Yes. And it opens. Right. And is what is in there, I'm looking at it, it looks like a, a sundial or a clock or sundial. Yeah, I think it's a, zo- a zodiac sign. A zodiac sign. And then I'm wondering, would it match the drawings on the wall? Huh. Yeah, I, I've thought of that too. It's interesting to see that, yeah, there's these... Other symbols. I mean, here's something else that has symbols just like this uh, drawing does. Yeah. And it's like another box, and he drops that one, and he's trying to reproduce <laughs> his dropping. Right. And that like, doesn't work. That doesn't work. Well, I was holding just like this. Uh, but he's the one that got it open. She shouldn't be so mad at him. I know. I feel I feel sometimes they're only together because it, it's like they know – that she does what she wants, and he just is happy to be with her. Right. Like her as long as like they've been together this long, I guess we just stay together. And yeah, stuff. And, yeah. And, and I think even the first season, they they don't. I don't think they're in the same room. They all they both have their own beds, and they all do yeah. their own things. It's like a business arrangement or something. Yeah. So now we're on the lake with Cooper and Annie. Yeah. This is um, this is this has become the Notebook. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the she room. used to swim here. And when she was a kid. Yep. And um, we get to see Cooper have his first kiss Aww. with Annie. Yep. It's Annie. so adorable. <laughs> it's, 
Um, and she's saying she didn't have any friends and that it was normal who was the popular one. And yeah, yeah. So she, I mean, again, I think it's reinforcing that she's an outsider and Cooper's an outsider. outsider. And Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I can understand um, her boyfriend from high school might have caused her cutting on her wrists. Hmm. And he said, I can understand that. Yeah, do you want to bring up some audio? Yeah, yeah. Have anything to do with why you went into the convent? I'm sorry, do you mind if we don't talk about it? Not at all. You can talk about whatever you'd like. I want to come back to the world. I was so frightened for so long. I understand. Hiding from your fear doesn't make your fear go away. It makes it stronger. So I had to face it. I had to face myself. And I had to do it here, where everything went so wrong. Now you look at the hands. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Annie, I know how hopeless things can seem. I know about the dark tunnel you can fall into. Happened before I went away. Happened because of that boy. Something similar happened to me. Made me want to disappear from the world. Because of that, maybe I can help yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, oh, right after that, it leans in for the kiss. Nice. I think that's the only reference we really get from Annie about her circumstance of what mm. she was going through. There, there is a. I don't. I think I could share a little bit more about the script. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'll just just for the heck of it, just give you a little more sense of uh, from the uh, the script. It goes. I want to come back to the world. I was so frightened for so long, which is in the show. And then of everything of life, I thought I'd be safe there. Everybody here thought I was nuts. And when I think about it. It was such a weird 19th century thing to do. I think I could remove myself as if that that could stop the noise in my head. When the problem was me, it was always in me. And then Cooper says he understands. And you know, she goes on, um, yeah, I mean, but it, I think it's interesting to see that that she was kind of afraid. And it was really, you know, she could run away to a convent and it didn't solve her problems. And yeah, stuff. And she that, says that. She like, kind of says that, really. Yeah. So you really didn't need all this other dialogue. But there yeah. was a little bit more. And, and and she goes on to say, I realized that I was just hiding and running away from my fear. Fear didn't make the yeah make fear go away. Yeah. So, and there is this the, there is this theme of fear and like you know Cooper and, yeah. and uh, Major Briggs talked about fear when they were camping and there they, there's there's it comes up every once in a while the whole idea of you can't of run fear. away from it you have right. to take it on or it yeah. won't go away it'll right. just come back. Yeah, she pretty much says that in a. a, a a quicker fashion. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, I kind of like in a way that we don't really know. Did did the boy commit suicide? Did the did the boy hurt her? Yeah. Or like, you know, we don't know what the problem is. We just know that it, it messed her up. Does it come it, out at all? Or no, no, I think this is it. I think okay. this, is, this is all we get from her about her, her backstory. I think that's all you need. It's yeah, a good maybe, mystery. Right. right? I think the best shows on TV don't have to explain everything. Yeah. You leave it up to the viewer. Right. When you over-explain something. Yeah, and sometimes by not right, right? Not explaining yeah. it all the time, you can maybe even interpret that maybe what, what your own life is. And I can see about my yeah. own life and say, hey, I can relate this way because I don't know what she's going through. And yeah. now Wyndham Merle is in disguise and he's spying As a on, fisherman. As a fisherman. And he went to his uh, Costumes R Us. And right. 
<laughs> it should be clear that he, uh, Cooper and Annie are now out, out outside the boat and they're at a gazebo. And so with the, gaz- yeah, the gazebo will come up again at the end of yes. the episode. So. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that's really important that, that yeah, that they're at the gazebo. Winter Merle kind of looks like a Looney Tune character <laughs> and he smiles at the camera crookedly. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, the wine. I love this scene. The wine tasting scene. Oh, yeah. Scene. We've got, I like we've got this. Dick. We've got Lucy. We, we've got. Uh, <laughs> We've got the whole bunch there. Andy. Andy, right. And a bunch of people that are going to be embarrassed. Lena there is giving out uh, cups and getting the wine. You can tell Dick likes her. Yeah. That there's something going to happen I mean, between I Dick I mean, I think everybody home. likes her, right? She's got this or She's got something about her that... But it's perfect for Dick. Yeah. I mean, those two together would be perfect <laughs> for each other. Because they're both, like, kind of sleazy in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they use their looks for to get away with things, right? It, it, but Dick's kind of his nose is broken, so he's he looks kind of weird. Um, but it, it's very humorous, and how Lucy would be like, "I taste bananas," and he's he's like, <laughs> "No, yeah, no, 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 no." What is she? Lucy says something like, um, "Oh, not but someone else says bananas." Right, that's bananas. what Lena's gonna say. What does she say? She says something like, um, "Well, it'll come up," but yeah. I'm trying to remember what she says. And, that... and then Lucy's like. Well, instead bananas. of wine, why don't we just have a banana split? <laughs> right. Oh, man. This is a cool scene. I love how Andy, like, he's irritating Dick. Yeah, so let, let's talk about sparkling wine and white wine. It's like, and, you know, Dick's like, this has nothing to do with uh, this red wine tasting that we Yeah. 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 <laughs> I also love that he, he starts swallowing it. He's like, spit it out. Spit it out. Don't, don't, I know. don't drink the wine. Yeah. It's so silly, but it's a lot of fun. It, right. It's such such a different tone from the corniness. It is silly and fun. Right. Yeah. But it's not... It's uh, not corny. It's not Little Nicky bad. Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. You know, this is more enjoyable. I don't know what the difference is, but right. it's better. Maybe it's just focused on these characters. And yeah. We're, yeah and we're it's not, not short spurts of weirdness. It's right. just uh, character development included. Um. But yeah, I feel like Lana. Yeah, you know, uh, Lucy's kind of jealous of Lana because everybody she gets is. her attention, right? And I think I, Lucy still hasn't decided who the father is of her child. She's gonna pick. Really, we haven't figured that out. No. I thought it was Andy. <laughs> honestly, no, we haven't figured that out yet. It could be Dick. It could be Andy. Oh. I know. They, you, you've, been, you've been dying to find out who, who the father is. So maybe I she's really still haven't, but I thought it was Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't care who the father uh, is. Uh, and I like how like there's like because of the bandage on Dick that that there's the the uh, wine splash. the wine splattered all over his nose. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think taste buds. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go into it. it but it's a I mean, funny right. scene. And don't swallow. Uh, yep. So I guess we should go see. Oh, we're gonna yeah, go we're into getting, getting some good stuff here to uh, Colson. Cole, yeah, Cole. Gordon Cole. Gordon Cole. Yep. And Bring up some audio. We got to hear yes. Golden Cole. Leaving the dead girl behind. And I said, you take one more step and I will ventilate you. And then what happened? It was a brief but touching funeral. <laughs> it's a brief but touching funeral. <laughs> Gordon Cole. And, and then uh, Cooper and uh, Annie come in. The, the, it's almost like the couples are all together here. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, um, it's so funny because to see David Lynch, like, Head over heels for Shelley. It's yes. just weird because you know who he is. <laughs> He's the director. He's the creator of the show. I yes. know. And it's so funny. And I love how the fact that, you know, 
he he's like, I I have to kiss you. Mm-hmm. And Bobby walks in, and he, I like how he just tells Bobby, "You're gonna see it again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I awesome. died. I I that was cool, and it's so funny because it's almost like the biggest the biggest uh, rivalry on network TV: David Lynch versus Bobby Briggs. <laughs> Bobby Briggs doesn't have a chance. Against no, that. he doesn't have a chance. Yeah. What is he going to do? You want, you want to bring us some audio yeah. again? Or... From heaven. I'm a waitress in a diner. I've never been compared to a goddess before. Well, Shelly, you just don't know your own value. Coop, she's a rare and precious individual, don't you think? I know what you mean, Gordon. Hmm. Shelly, turn around and face me a moment before I lose my nerve. <laughs> I'm about ready to leave Twin Peaks, and I don't know when I'm going to return. But I want you to know that meeting you has been more than a privilege. It's touched my heart. And I know that if I don't kiss you now, I'm going to regret it the rest of my days. It's so hey. weird. What the hell's going on? You are witnessing a front three-quarter <laughs> view of two adults sharing a tender moment. Acts like he's never seen a kiss before. Uh, Gordon? Take another look, Sonny. It's going to happen again. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. It was so good. Take a look, Sonny. It's going to happen again. So in Wrapped in Plastic, issue number 17, Harley Payton mentions that David Lynch asked him to write a scene where he got to kiss um, Machen Amick, Shelley. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if he was, that's true, but it's interesting to see, like, oh, uh, you know, she's a pretty one. Why yeah, didn't yeah. Gordon Cole come in there and <laughs> kiss her? I mean, it's a great scene. It's yeah. really fun. I think there was some script where uh, where Bobby was going to say, what are you kissing that old man for? Something silly like yeah, that and stuff. Yeah. But it's a great scene, and it's funny. And yeah, and I, I make sense in the sense that Shelly's fed up with Bobby, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, may, let's maybe making him jealous would be." I think so. You yeah, know, would wake, wake him up. So, but, uh. um, and I think, um, yeah, this is an awesome scene, though. And do we not see Gor- like? Do we not see Cole after that? That's it. That's it for until this. he comes back to direct the final episode. Right. Well, and he's not. <laughs> he, I mean, he's not. The character's not back. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So yeah, I think we're we're pretty much done with Gordon Cole. Ah, maybe you'll see him. Some other place or something. <laughs> Not in season in the three. Show. Yeah, season three. Or right? Firewalk with me. Maybe Firewalk with me. He yeah. will be in Firewalk with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the wine uh, testing. Uh, it's tasting. I think we've done enough. Yeah, we don't. We, we gave you every everybody. We talked about everything. And then there's a scene with Wheeler and Cooper. They're like uh, hanging yes. out. It's nighttime, and they're just sitting around at the Great Northern. And they've never met. They've you. never met. And it's like I remember even watching this originally when it aired. I was like, "What? Why are they hanging out?" It's like he, Wheeler's secretly talking about Audrey, and Cooper's kind of talking about Annie. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, it's kind of a cool scene, but also it's like, but I really want Audrey and Cooper to be together. I was thinking, well, Wheeler is new to this town, yeah. but I was like, oh, what if Wheeler is Annie's ex-boyfriend? That would be funny. Uh, and that'd be a funny, that would be, a, there, there's a great soap opera twist. Yeah. That it's like, I ran away from you to go to the convent. Yeah, yeah. I'll just tell you that didn't happen. No, okay. But, okay. but it was a great, that would, I think you should have written that. <laughs> that would have been something. Yeah, like. It would have messed up Cooper's relationship. It could mess up Audrey's relationship. It's like, he's the one that broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Don't then, trust him, Audrey. Yeah, yeah. He'll get in a jet and leave you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, what he gets a telegram yeah. from somebody, and he's just like, "I gotta leave." And I'm thinking he's it's Audrey. Yeah, we'll have to find out. We won't find it till next episode. Yep. All right. I still think Billy Zane's hair is fake. <laughs> I still have to look it up. I uh, I, I, I feel... think it looks seems real to me. No, there's something weird. Something it looks like it's paint. Uh... It looks like it's sewed onto his head. Brian can't get over I his can't. hair. I, I, I want to know more about his hair. <laughs> Maybe he should be like one of those people that like ha- have a Twitter handle where it's like uh, it's Billy Zane's Billy hair. hair or uh, or Wheeler's hair or something. Wheeler's that. Hair. You could, every day you could have uh, give an update about his hair or something. Oh, I was man. sewn on during this episode. <laughs> Glued You're on. the only one that I ever heard mention anything about his hair. You know what? It's a Blu-ray. Uh, Seeing on a, like a 55-inch TV. High def. High def. <laughs> you see the glue marks, and uh, you're like, that's not real hair. I mean, it looks good. Right. But it doesn't look real. I think we already talked about the uh, Hayward family. Yeah, we can skip that. I and mean, we did... It's brief. It's Donna trying to get more yeah. information. And now we're at the gazebo, which I was talking about before. That's where Cooper and Annie were. And it looks like there's a box inside the gazebo. What's in the box? What's in the box? Another box reference. <laughs> yes. What's in it? And it's been closed off and it says, pull me. And this is probably this is a Wyndham Earl uh, present. Yeah. And I like Cooper's thinking. I'll yeah. tie the ribbon to a rock and then shoot the rock. And the rock will pull the ribbon and open it. The funny thing is that wasn't in the, originally in the script, so I don't know where from from the script to the show when that was added. But it is a kind of a cool thing, also because we we know in the at least the first season Cooper is really good at um, throwing marksman. Rocks. Throw, yeah. Well, he's good at throwing rocks, and he's and, a marksman. He's yeah. very good at shooting. Because I can't imagine, you know, being uh, fifty feet away and and being able to hit that rock. But yeah, yeah, he did it. It's Cooper. And then I was I was I was rewatching this, and it's like. Are those is that police like um the the police uh, what do you call it the um ribbon ribbon or whatever is that really strong enough for a rock to actually pull no no but no. it's it's you know it's TV yeah it's TV and I like uh, well he know he knows it's not a bomb because the SWAT team they would have called the SWAT team. yeah but well, maybe there's no SWAT team in in in, uh, in, in, Twin, in, Peaks. in Twin Peaks they maybe had to go to another town to yeah get it could more. be a while right. Um, I think all in all, this is a uh, Dale Cooper, um, you know, classic Dale Cooper. Yeah. I mean, this whole episode is right. He's got his intuition about Leo Johnson. Yeah. And and he seems like he's he's got his mojo back. Yeah, Cooper's back in town. All it took for him was to wear his suits again. (laughs) And there's the the, uh, pawn. Rusty in the pond. Rusty in the pond. Rusty (laughs) pond. Rusty pond. I also always love the effect of it being nighttime, and you see these uh, red and blue uh, lights and stuff. It's a great effect in yep. the background. Yeah, it was, it's visually pleasing. Yeah. Next time it will be someone you know. No. And, the, and the fact that it's it's at the gazebo where <laughs> where where Annie was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could you could le- lead it to be like, oh, you know, be careful of Annie, or or the, the fact that all these girls are getting poems. They're they're in jeopardy. So there's a lot of. And the last time we saw it, well, not the last time, but like Azebo was when they had, um, yeah, we, we, what's her name pretending to be Laura? Right, Maddie was, Maddie Maddie was playing Laura. Right, that, in the first season there, right. And the Gazebo so, was in the background, and that's right. how Dr. Uh, Chacoby had a heart attack, had but heart- he also got beat up by a masked man. Which, so maybe you shouldn't hang around the Gazebo. Maybe that no. should be a. Which was that Wyndham Merle? Was that masked man 
someone else? I mean, I, do we I, know? Yes, we figure that out. I get, we know. We know for a fact it's Leland Palmer, and the reason we know it's Leland Palmer oh. was his scorch engine oil. He smelt. He he smelt it. I mean, in the hospital, he said he smelt scorch engine oil, and we learned that like when Maddie was about to get killed, she could smell scorch engine oil. And I don't know if that's an opening for Bob, or I mean, we can get into that in the mm. future about that. But it's it to me that scent. It happened at all these places that oh, okay, we're almost yeah. positive it would be Leland. Yeah, and, and plus Leland did kill uh, yeah. uh, uh, Jacques. Jacques, right? In, yeah, and I think hospital. you. Yeah, you. I forgot who it was. You. He had or... the black. He had black gloves on. Right. And I thought right. he had a mask on. Like, you always thought he did, but we didn't pan up, and he didn't. But, no, he but, didn't. That was my but maybe that's your imagination that maybe you knew that he was yeah. he was the one that beat up yeah ja- uh, Jacoby there. But this is a good episode. Yeah. It was very enjoyable uh, overall. This is like the third one in a row where it's it's so good to have the old Twin Peaks back. You know, ultimately there was not a dull moment. It was all entertaining. It all was building to something. Right. And um, I like all the character development now because I feel like you get to take time. In show characters, whereas before it was very choppy and disorientating because you you cut between characters you didn't right. care about. They seem to have a good blend now of you can have this funny stuff going on, but then you can also have, feel like you're moving towards yeah. uh, this mystery and, yeah. and, and it's more Cooper focused and stuff. So yeah, I definitely... more killer, less filler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I know where this is going, but it's still fun to see Wyndham Earl uh, curious about the lodges and see. Uh, his backstory more, and I think we're gonna get more of that in the next episode, in the future episodes. And yeah, I, I, it's, it's good stuff. Wyndham Merle, I love that name. I was saying it. <laughs> well, good times. I think we should just end the show. Yeah. Where do well? I didn't. Also, I want to bring up. I didn't have any Log Lady stuff today because I, I watched this episode on Twitter. I'm uh, not on Twitter. On Twitter? Uh, no. Netflix. Show me what I can watch on Twitter. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. I watched it on Netflix. I didn't have Log Lady stuff. Yeah. But um, next week I will. And so. We're on Twitter. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Twin Peaks Unwrapped. And we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. And we're getting a lot of feedback um, on Twitter all the time. People like uh, uh, someone was asking about should they watch Firewalk with me first? Yeah. And you were like, no, you should save that. It's going to ruin it for right. you. Right. It's funny. It's, it's interesting to see that there are people out there. I don't. Some people, it wasn't done on purpose. That they, they they came across Firewalk with me. They knew it was a David Lynch film, and they oh, watched it. Yeah. And then after watching, they say, "Oh, there's a whole series. Let's watch that." But it's like it ruins it ruins the mystery, especially like the the, the season and a half mystery of who killed Laura Palmer. You really. Oh, am I saying stuff? I realize I'm saying. Never mind. <laughs> I'm telling you stuff, and I'm like, you don't. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but you're not ruining no, anything for I, me. I, but like, I, well, I guess there definitely. I mean, there's stuff that you. you there's stuff in the movie, of course, that you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know. until until you had seen the series. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. So I mean, I don't think that's ruining it because we already know it. You yeah. already know who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, so I already that killed came, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. but so yeah, but I think even that person on Twitter, I think we, I did find out that that person had seen Firewalk with me anyway, so it didn't bother them. But they're gonna watch it. They're gonna watch the the. I think the real the, the question originally came up was, do you watch the international version or do you watch the, oh. the pilot or do you watch the regular pilot? And what I did with you and I, I still recommend. Yeah. You watch the regular pilot, and really the international version is only the I think the last fifteen minutes That's or so. That's what I did. That is different. Yeah. So it would be watch uh, the the regular pilot one, two, episode two, and then you watch the last fifteen minutes of the international. Uh, pilot, and then you get into episode three because the international pilot has stuff about that are basically in Cooper's dream, dream, and which you learn in episode three. Cooper's telling you all this stuff that was yeah in international. And he version. says it 
And if you don't really see it, you're like, what is he talking about? Right. Yeah. So it's cool. And we, you can always find us on, uh, you can find all our podcasts on uh, TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com. Yeah. And we're out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday we have a new show. Twin and we've Peaks never, Paper on Tuesday. Yeah, Twin Peaks Paper. If I, <laughs> When I do it, when I get around <laughs> to actually put it out at paper. Facebook has gone up. We're getting a lot more feedback cool. on Facebook. And um, and we're on Reddit. I've been yeah. posting on Reddit. And people seem to like that. And on top of that, uh, you can email us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. Right. And we always love it if you could uh, if you could rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, iTunes. Yeah, thank you, Norway. Yeah, Norway. <laughs> uh, we got the Norway flag. We're ready to go. Um, we'll have to visit Norway when we we, we, we uh, get the award for best podcast in Norway. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do our tour. <laughs> our tour in Norway. <laughs> So that's our show. I look forward to uh, next week, Brian. Yes. See you next week, Ben. Yep. Working with David as Gordon Cole was, was difficult because he's very committed when he's an actor and uh, it's hard to keep a straight face. Cooper, you remind me today of a small Mexican chihuahua. And his Gordon Cole was surprisingly not nominated uh, as a best supporting actor. I think he was probably always a little upset that that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I just... But um, <clears throat> his, um, he just, you know, ultimately David was so um, enjoyed the world of Twin Peaks that he almost can't help himself and he just loves to participate, you know, and I think he wanted to, to become a part of that world in some way and um, that was his way of doing it. Great! Pay dirt! You have to speak up, Sheriff! Hearing's gone! Long story!